Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right. Now enjoy the show. Warning. This podcast is not affiliated or associated with Wasteland Weekend in any way. It is an independent podcast owned and operated by Game Rage Magazine, LLC. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the participants and in no way represent the views or speak for Wasteland Weekend or Game Rage Magazine. In the case of nuclear or radiological fallout, People living around potential targets such as military bases and chemical plants may be advised to evacuate. Protection from radioactive fallout will require taking shelter in an underground Join us as we plunge into madness and descend into the way. So here we are for episode number two of the Into the Waste podcast, which is the podcast about wasteland. And I'm here. I'm Josh. I'm here with Adam. Howdy. And I'm here, obviously, with the expert, the one that this show is all about. Dun, dun, and dun. that's Sparky. Hi. And before I forget, it would be uh, remiss of me to not mention that you should go to our Twitter, or not Twitter, our uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok at Game Rage Magazine and follow us, or go to GameRageMagazine.com on our website and follow us there. Don't shake your head at me. It's shameless self-promotion. That's true, but also, <laughs> I wonder if that actually works. When, I don't think it does. Look, because I'm going I'm to I'm be straight with you, because yeah. when I think about it, yeah. when somebody brute forces advertisements at you, whether that's yeah. like social media or right. when you're driving by car or... Uh, like the, a used car the, dealership? Well, that and like roadside dealerships, or not roadside, roadside advertisements, and it's like constantly coming. It makes me want to do it less. <laughs> so I wonder well, if it, like... You know what? Your theory <laughs> might be right because no one has followed us yet. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we've had a hu- several hundred downloads, yet no one has followed us. I follow you. Okay, yeah, but you don't count. So <laughs> <laughs> She does, but... <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, it doesn't. We, we know her, all right? Anyways, so... Today, today's episode was going to be about preparation and kind of what it takes to prepare, to set up, to go to the event. But first, I wanted to ask you because I fucked up last time and I forgot to ask you. Uh-oh. I'm not obsessed with the piss rock, but I just wanted to know. <laughs> okay. Have you have you peed on the piss rock? No. You have not? No. Okay. So. It is on my bucket list. Okay. All right. And I can usually pee anywhere. Like, I'm not pee shy, but yeah. every time I've been near piss rock, it's kind of like a crowd. Oh, so and just... I also have like it, it's a tall rock, and so I have to like figure out how to squat without touching the rock. What if you peed into a cup and then just threw it onto the rock? Does that count? I mean, I can, I, I could try. Right. I, I mean, I technically would be peeing on the rock, right? So like, I, I, yeah. I guess I could try that. 
Never really was, thought of that. I was trying to help you out. But what I don't about, really pee in cups often, so you know, <laughs> What about one of those funnel cups that like oh. act as a penis? Yeah. I have one of those actually. Because what if you hook that up and then just like peed like that? And you know what? Maybe I'll zipper. do that this year. I'll let you know if I, I accomplish my mission of pissing on piss rock this year. Adam, smart. Yeah, let's. We need to. Know. I, I just need to get really drunk. All right. Well, I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to carry around a funnel. But that, you know, I'll figure this out. We'll we'll make it work. Just yeah, all right. Give me okay. a lot of rum. All right. So uh, preparation, right? I myself am well versed with the pre going to the event because what do I you mean, honey, I have to do all of you the don't manual do labor. Everything you do a lot of it, just just ninety percent of it. I mean, just <laughs> just you know most of it. But anyways, what is it? What is it like when you get there? Because that I obviously I don't know because I'm not I don't go because I'm not paying several hundred dollars just to go help you set up. So I mean, you should. I'm not gonna. But anyway, what, <laughs> so, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so what is it? What is it like when you get there at the event and you as a as a as a tribe right. are setting up the your camp? Okay. Um, well it depends really on the size of your camp. So I have been in very, very large camps. I was in a very mm. large camp in twenty twelve. Mm. Um we were called APOC Nation. I think it was gosh, it's been so many years, but I think it was like six or seven camps under one big camp. So that took a lot. That was exhausting. Um I've gone out there with just a monkey hut before. And you know, out in ten city, and What's just kind of do my thing. Google it. <laughs> oh, great, nice. <laughs> um, no, really, it's a pretty standard festival camp structure tent thing. Okay. Um, it's basically just like a bunch of PVC pipes that you're going to connect together at the top into like a U shape. You have a long pole in the middle, and it makes a nice hut. Um, and it's actually really sturdy. It hands the breeze pretty well. Keeps you warm enough. It was. It's pretty simple to do. It's a pretty easy setup a pretty basic setup to do it's like a shade setup as well okay um but now we are in the theme zone so we're a little bit different um just kind of reference there are theme camps that are 20 by 20 and there are theme camps that are 120 by 120 we are 60 by 60 so we're a good medium size yeah we're right in the middle we're a good medium size right in the middle of the curve right in the middle (laughs) like the middle finger fuck you wastelanders yeah um my, my dogs are going crazy um, the, the first thing you really do, we have something called the EA. We have an early access pass, mm. which means we can get up to, uh, let me try that again in English. It means we can get there early. Uh, we get out there the Tuesday before the event to set up because we need to be ready by Wednesday at noon when the event officially opens. Mm. Now, just to reiterate, cause we talked about this the last podcast, the gates open at 7am for Wasteland. Okay. So you can get in at 7am and set up the official quote-unquote gate opening like the event officially kicks off is going to be at noon so as a theme camp we need to be ready to go absolutely no later than noon when the event kind of officially starts off um so the first thing you're going to do when you get there is really just take everything out we've used u-hauls before we use trucks this year we're going to use a truck and a trailer my um fellow tribe lead who comes down from washington has a truck and a trailer first thing you do is unload everything and that takes a while a lot of stuff's really heavy yeah um, but your first order of business is really going to be setting up your shade. You're going to want to get your shade set up. Last year we got there and, you know, normally the temperatures at Wasteland are anywhere between high 80s, low 90s. That's kind of your typical weather. You know, there's mm-hmm. obviously been some that are hotter, some that are war- uh, cooler. But last year we had a heat wave right before we went and our setup day, I think, was 103. Oh, wow. So setting up at 103 sucks. Uh, let's just be honest. So the first and foremost thing you want to do is get that shade set up. Get it up. Get it ready to go mm. before you do anything else. Because while you're setting up, you're going to need to take breaks. Right. 
Um, then what we usually do, we'll move on to something we call our mess tent, which is where we keep all our kitchen and all our kind of personal gear. Yeah. Then we'll move on to setting up our tents in the back. So then we have a place to sleep that night. And then we'll really start working up on setting our barter tables. We set up our arch, all the kind of decor and the extra little pieces that go into it. Yeah. But the biggest thing is going to be unloading. And the biggest thing is going to be getting that shade up quickly. And that goes for if you're in tent city as well. Get in, set up your shade, set up your tent, and then worry about everything else afterwards. Those are your two most important things you need to set up. Okay. When do you start getting ready for, okay, let's just say Wasteland 20, what is this, 2023? (laughs) What year is it? (laughs) Let's say it's over. Okay. When do you start preparing for for the next one? Mentally, immediately, um, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like Happy Gilmore when, <laughs> when he uh, when he gets cut from the team? And he's like, all right, there's only 364 days until Wasteland weekend. I got to get ready. <laughs> no, 100%. We'll literally be sitting there talking on like day two. And we're like, so next year, why did we do this instead? <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, mentally, especially when you're fresh off the event, Take notes because you're thinking about all the things that went right, all the things that went wrong, all mm-hmm. the right ideas you had. Take notes and start mentally preparing. Um, my fellow tripe and I, we talk all throughout the year. We'll shoot each other ideas here and there. Physically preparing about four to six weeks before. Um, as my husband well knows, we pull everything out of our shed. You mean I pull everything out of he the shed? He pulls everything out of the shed. <laughs> and then our garage becomes kind of my workstation. And that's where I take out all the lanterns. I reorganize all the boxes and you know i go out there very organized i have my boxes labeled of where everything goes mm-hmm. but when it's tear down day and you're tired and you don't give a fuck if there's an open box shit's getting thrown in there i'm not organized i don't care so we need to reorganize all of that make sure everything's ready to go and then you can be doing basic maintenance and this really depends on how big your tribe is as well uh we have two generators that we bring out there really one's just a backup um because we have had it before where both were giving us a hard time. Mm-hmm. But we have two generators, so we're going to do the basic maintenance on those. You're going to do your oil changes. You're going to make sure that they're running. You're going to run them for a while, make sure they're all good to go. Um, same thing with our mini bike. We're changing spark plugs, air filters, oil change, make sure it's full of gas. My husband likes to drive it around the neighborhood and piss off all the neighbors. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> he drives it on our green belt and has a good time. So a lot of that kind of basic maintenance. Um, the other big thing I do is I do a lot, a lot, a lot of dishes, um, make sure our canteens are clean, make sure everything from utensils to spoons, nice forks, everything's all that's ready and washed. Yeah. Um, I wash my costumes as best as I can. Um, the things that are normal and easy, I can just stick in the washing machine. Anything else, I usually fill up a bathtub with a Tide Pod and just kind of let it soak up for a while. Yeah. Try to wash your shit, guys. It fucking stinks. You're covered in dirt. Do your best. At least Lysol it. You need to clean your shit. Just do the best you can. Just, just try not to be... Try not to be too disgusting. So even though it's a <laughs> an end-of-the-world situation, a simulation, you, you still don't want to smell like it, right? Well, you, you smell bad by day two. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Unless you're bougie and have a shower. Shout out to Stinky who offered me his shower this year. I might oh. take my first ever shower at Wasteland. Oh, nice. Because that's never happened before because I ain't bougie like that. Is Stinky, ironically, the most cleanest person at Wasteland? <laughs> no, he usually really <laughs> fucking reeks. That would be awesome. That would be this hilarious. year he will be, though, because he will have a shower and I get to possibly take a shower and I'm so, so then, excited. Are you going to have to rename him then if he doesn't No, he still smells. Oh, okay. He always smell. Um, you're going to want to clean all your costumes, make sure everything's good. You're going to want to go through your lights, lanterns, and flashlights, make sure all your batteries are prepared. Um, if you're like us and have signage that lights up, you're going to want to make sure all your signage is going. 
big tip, set up your tent before you go. That happened to us a couple of years ago. I set up my tent and I had a giant black widow in it. Mm. And then we also set up the tent and we were missing a piece of my tent. Remember that? And that would have sucked to go on the site and realize that that tent wouldn't work. Set up your tent. Make sure you have all your pieces and everything ready to go. And then really everything's just kind of packing. We have um, one or two boxes just set for decor to make sure that we have all of our decorations for our camp. I have a massive kitchen box. Also, make sure your stove is working. That happened to us one year. We got out there and our stove was not working. Mm. And we actually had to call someone who was offsite to bring us a stove. And then it was the wrong propane. So we had to call someone else offsite to bring us propane. It was a thing. Make sure your kitchen or whatever you used to cook with is ready to go. It is working condition. It takes two seconds. Try it and see if it works. Pack it away. Excuse me. And then I have another box where I call this Camp Essentials. That's what's going to have all of our stakes, all of our lag screws. You're going to want to make sure you have all the right drill bits. Make sure your drill batteries are charged. Pack extra batteries for those and just regular AA, AAA, C, whatever you use. Mm-hmm. I highly suggest you bring a radio. There is a radio station that plays out there and it gives you everything from really rad music to a lot of weather reports and just things that are going on throughout the day. We always have Wasteland Radio playing and never fails. You're going to want to make sure that's in working order. Basically, you're just going to check everything because not only mm. did it just survive a week out in the desert a year ago, but it's been a year since you've looked at it. So you really right. want to go through everything with the fine tooth comb because there's nothing worse than getting out there and realizing shit that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So that's a lot of what my prep is, is just kind of organizing, cleaning, and checking everything is in working order. Okay. And any last costume, you know, accessories or changes or added you want to do. Right, right, right. So... What this is kind of a little off the topic. I don't know if I asked this last time, but what what's your favorite part about Wastelander? Your favorite thing that you did ask me? You did I? Fuck. Horrible. I'm terrible. And I'll reiterate, it's the people. I have a question. Yes, Adam. And I'll still reiterate, it's the people. Yeah. I (laughs) so not everybody is gonna have the exact same experience as you. Of course. So what what is like? What would you consider the bare essentials for? If you didn't, if you weren't going for a, a theme for your like your camp or anything, right, like that, right, you, right. You, you were just going to experience it. Right. What could you get away with? With oh, just like basic necessities. Yeah. Oh, the, perfect. For, That's a really good question. Um, and I've done that before. My first year, we had nothing. I mean, we had nothing. Um, the first thing you're gonna want to do shade. Figure out some shade. Do a monkey hut. Do if you have a truck, put like a with a canopy thing mm-hmm. over that something to keep you cool during the day tents are gonna get hot do not stay in your tent all day second just, thing you're gonna want to do just is not an easy up right do not do a fucking easy up <laughs> somewhere to sleep like i said you can sleep in your car i slept in my car before because i didn't want to deal with a tent so you're gonna want to do something to sleep um the basic thing too is costume you need to have a costume it is a fully immersive event which means everybody out there must be in costume so you can be basic it doesn't matter but you're going to win Bare bone minimum, you're going to want to bring a basic cold outfit. Like you're going to be cold. It might, I was just looking at the weather report and it looks like it might be a chillier one this year. And you're going to want to bring something from when it's hot outside. And then you're also going to want to pack extra underwear and extra socks because those need to get changed every single night and every single morning. Change your underwear, change your socks. So tons of those necessities. Uh, Medications, anything that you need, you know, all the bare necessities for camping really in general. But honestly, all you'd really need is, you know, some shade in a tent and you don't, don't need a lot more. You don't have to go overly crazy with it and you need water or food. You know, think about going on a camping trip with your friends. Yeah. But you don't need, there's plenty of people out there who just go out with no nothing themed and not a special camp and just go yeah. to camps like ours to go really enjoy themselves. And uh, 
as far as like food pep preparation goes, I imagine everything is like usually packaged type of stuff. Or? It, it's usually easier. Um, we do some cooking. We have a little stove that we use. Um, so it kind of really just depends on the person. There is one. <laughs> my dogs don't like it when Adam leaves. <laughs> 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 there is a camp out there. Shout out to Judas and CCB. Uh-huh. They literally bring a full kitchen, and I'm talking stove, refrigerator. He makes duck. He oh, makes. Wow. I mean, they roast a pig on a spit. Like oh, that's cool. They are chefs in real life, yeah. and so they bring out a full blown kitchen and go crazy. Um, there are food vendors out there if you want to go that route. Keep it basic, though. I mean, you can do something as simple as top ramen and pop tarts and sandwiches. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Crazy. Just don't do anything that's going to require a lot of refrigeration or anything that's going to require a lot of prep time and cook time because then that's just going to be annoying and exhausting. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, one big staple we kind of do, we call them fluffers. It's uh-huh. peanut butter or marshmallow fluff and then either tortilla or the bread. And it just gives you that protein. It gives you that sugar and it helps. Um, other things you're going to want to really worry about and make sure you're getting your protein in and uh-huh. make sure you're um, getting your electrolytes in. So not just water. You're going to need Gatorade. You're going to need liquid IV. You're going to need none tabs, things that really, really hydrate you. And also salty things. So on the days that are really hot, you want to keep your salt intake up. You will swell up. But that's because your body's absorbing all of that water. Has there actually been anybody that's gotten a... Uh, has an ambulance actually come out for people that have gotten like heat, multiple heat stroke? Times. Yeah. There's been multiple times an ambulance comes out. Um, There is a meat wagon, which is the ambulance for Wasteland, like when he (laughs) used to go to like camps if they need to go. Yeah. Um, But there have been times that there's someone that's had a heart attack out there. Knock every piece of wood and glory be to the Wasteland gods. No one has passed at Wasteland. Yeah. Um, But there have been people that can get seriously injured and need to go to the hospital for heat exhaustion. You just have to be careful. You have to know your body. If you're someone that gets overheated, easily stay calm from you know 12 to 4 in the afternoon you're not gonna miss much it's gonna be okay like you really just need to listen to your body so for the event itself do they kind of tailor stuff to where during the day it's sort of laid back there's not a whole lot of i don't know what the word is so you activities yeah so you can kind of chill the actual event itself and we talked about this before the event itself does provide quite a bit of entertainment but right, it yeah. is when the sun goes down so it's like usually at night then yeah so once that sun goes down it's kind of when the unofficial official party kind of kicks off there are tribes that do things throughout the day and mm. that's you know there's people who run missions or there's people like us that have the arch and there's lots of bartering and things to explore during the day for sure but like the unofficial like or i mean i'm sorry the official event events it's going to be like at night there's going to be a lot going on there's been plenty of people who just kind of wander throughout the day um there's a body shop where you can go in and get your hair done or you can get um, makeup done by professionals. That's all barter mm. system over there. Um, I just lost my... Oh, during the the official things that I'm aware of during the day, there is an archery contest. Mm-hmm. There's an, a costume contest and there is a car cruise. Mm. Those are during the day. And those are like run by the event themselves. Yeah. But like I said, there's a bunch of unofficial things. Like my fellow tribally is the one that does the mini bike contest. And then they do a mini bike cruise all throughout Wasteland afterwards. Mm -hmm. So there are things going on throughout the day. But your DJs, your fire performances, the Thunderdome, nightclubs, the bars, all of that's going to open when the sun goes down. It's much, much cooler. Right, right. And I do want to mention as well when it comes to slavering accommodations, if it is too hard for you. I have heard of people doing this before. There is a Best Western in California City, hmm. which is about 30 minutes outside of sight, which is not far. 
Um, I've known people who stay out there during the day and come out at night, do their thing, and then go back to the Best Western. Mm. And that's totally fine. Or people who even stay, you know, if you can't handle that heat or it's just not something that you really need to do, go to the Best Western. But it does book up quickly. It books up fast. Do we you sell lose, them out. Do you lose street cred if, if, <laughs> if you go to a Best Western? How dare you not smell like you, me, you asshole. <laughs> you're not suffering like the rest of us. You're not part of the But you know, it's such an crew. open, open, accepting community that there are plenty of people that have various reasons, whether it's overstimulation or whether it's just a medical reason that just, or just flat out don't want to fucking deal with it during the day. I don't think you lose street cred. I'm just jealous of you that you get a bed and a shower. <laughs> to be honest with you, you have a refrigerator bed and a shower, you lucky asshole. All right. In regards to preparation and other things. Yes. How would you capitalize on the day? Uh, during the day, like, what are the essential things? Because you kind of brought up some of the stuff that you can do, whether you like you get face, is it face paint? You said face mm-hmm, paint? Or, like or makeup. Like getting your makeup done uh-huh. or... or uh, or what was it, the other thing? Tattoos? You can do fake tattoos. You can get makeup done. You can get your hair done. Okay. Yeah. Like, so what things you can you do during the day? Yeah. Just just so people like, you know, if they really wanted to seize the day, not only from like the, the daytime, but in, well into the night, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are the things that people would want to do if they, uh, on their first day, if they wanted to uh, go visit one of the particular camps or like if you could highlight. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Adam's coming again with the good questions. I have to say, Adam, dang. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I keep a- him around. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that's really kind of helped my mentality over the years. And I'll, I'll preface everything that you said with this is after wasteland happens, there's going to be things that you missed out on. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, when I first started going, there were so few of us that were actually like placed tribes that we would really work around each other on the schedule. You know, well, this tribe's doing it at two o'clock, so we'll do it at three. So it's not to interfere. That's gone out the window. There's just way yeah, too many of us. Um, so I was having for a, a year or two, I'd say really like, oh, I didn't, I'm not cool enough. I didn't wasteland hard enough or I didn't get to do all these things. And I finally went, but I had fucking fun. I wastelanded my way and that's Okay. So really the event is what you make it. Don't go in with the mindset of I'm going to do everything because you're not. It's physically impossible. It's not enough time. Figure out the things that are important to you that you really want to explore and go after those things. So I will tell you a couple of things that I know I've done during the day. Um, obviously, I'm not going to plug us again for like the 15th time. But <laughs> you know, there's you our well. art and there's our barter and there's our cool little tent that we have. Um there is Barter Town. We can go shopping. There's really rad vendors that come out. I bought this amazing mohawk out there one of those years. They have really beautiful artistry out uh-huh. there. So go shopping. Um, there's going to be some, I believe it's in the Green Place in Samada. Please forgive me if I'm wrong, Samada. Um, they do a lot of crafting. So every day they have different crafting things. You bring your own yeah. materials and they'll help you like through a crafting class, which is really mm-hmm. fucking rad. Um, you're going to have something called bounty hunting out there, which means you're going to be looking for a particular wastelander. Remind me, I do have a really funny story about that, Mm, uh, where you're basically collecting a bounty on this end that gets you out and really gets you going around looking for other people and you get to meet people that way. Um, you're going to have the mini bike contest. There's a slow car or two wheel motorcycle slow race. You're going to have a costume contest. You're going to have, um, the car cruise. And these are all on different days too, but they all kind of intermingle as well. You're going to have lots of different camps that help in barter. One of my favorite things to do, because we're such a big barter camp, 
hop on my bike, drive around the city and look for other people who are bartering to see what they have and go from there. Um, oh my God, I keep losing my train of thought. I am so sorry. Um, there is the meditation in the morning, which is really rad. And a lot of people just explore, you know, just walk around. I love going to other camps and saying hello to everybody. Cause I love when people come to us, but sometimes I want to go drive around and go see what else is going on. And then there is no shortage of camps that have lore. So, um, Dukes of the Nuke is a big one. Shout out to Makeshift. He's the, you know, unofficial, official Wasteland podcast over there. Mm -hmm. Dukes of the Nuke has a lot of like lore, um, events that you can do. So they're going to want you to run guns for them, or you have to go find this person and complete this mission. A lot of different missions you can do. That sounds fun. Yeah. And that's what some people really get into is like the lore and the mission type things. A lot of different tribes will have a lot of different missions you can go out and do. There is a giant board at DXC, which is that big camp that I was telling you guys about with the ceiling fans and the boardwalk and the saloon doors and everything. They have a 40-foot wall. And on that wall, they have the official event schedule. So what's actually being done by Wasteland Weekend? Then anybody and everybody can come up and put up things that they're doing to let you know what they're doing. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So that's how you can find out about missions or like, hey, my tribe on this day is doing this cool thing. And they can put up a sign and be like, hey, go check this out. So if you go to the event board... You're going to find everything from crafting to missions and everything in between. Yeah. Anything that interests you, hmm. you'll be able to find so something on that board. W- would you, um, would you, damn it. <laughs> I don't, Why do we keep losing our trains of thought? No, I'm I was, leaving I was, I was in two say, weeks. Would, my brain is fried. <laughs> would you say that it would be a good idea to like look into that board? Like how quickly does it go up? The day of. The day of? Yeah. So the official schedule gets changed every night or every morning because, you know, it changes every day. Yeah. Uh, But usually day one. Okay. Usually day one, you're going to go up there and there's going to be people. And check it throughout the day. DXC is when you walk into Wasteland City itself, in between the the gates, you're going to see it. They're right there on the left-hand side. They've never moved. Check it every day. Some people add new things up there. So I we check it every night just to kind of see what new and exciting fun things are available to try. Mm Mm-hmm. Because cool. you know we've been there for a while, but we haven't tried everything, and yeah. you're never going to try well, everything. I, it's just I it's impossible. Every year, new stuff gets added that yeah, wasn't there I mean, the year before, right? The so. whole thing with Wayside is the only limitation is your imagination, really. And that sounds corny, but it's true. There's so many really cool. I mean, there's a camp that comes out with a fucking um, pool table every year. I think Dukes of the Nuke are doing uh, like a golf course this year. You can go golfing during the day. You know, like there's oh, a lot cool. of really cool little things to do to occupy your time during the day. And uh, I, I don't know if you already said it, but what like the, the bottle cap situation, is mm-hmm. that something that you, is that something you collect on your own or do you have to like exchange that for money, like, like a carnival type of thing. Okay. So thank you for mentioning carnival. Cause I realized I completely forgot to shout out the carnival. There is a fucking carnival. Okay, cool. Oh, it nice. is the coolest. We had the opportunity to camp across from them last year. And unfortunately this year, they're farther away from us, which I'm so sad because they were the best fucking neighbors. They were so rad. They have carnival games. They have a human claw machine. And that means oh, cool. they have someone laying down and you take big wheels and you, turn them left and right up and down and it's a bunch of barter stuff in there and you try to grab an item it's so cool they have like a whole carnival um like gift exchange in there the carnival's fucking right go do the carnival too um so caps so the biggest thing i mean people trade caps so we have our tribe has three caps three different caps you can we have our black cap which is just our normal like hey Thanks for coming into our tribe. Mm-hmm. Here's our cap. The regular one. The regular one, like we give out to pretty much anybody who asks for caps. Yeah. There's a big cap training, you know, 
thing out there. That's how like everyone, people collect caps to be like, this is me. This is you. This is who I met. It's kind of like how you can remember meeting certain people. Mm. Um, we also personally have our gold cap, which means you have to do something really fucking rad. Like you went above and beyond for us. You th- we think you're awesome. Whatever you did, we're going to give you that cap. And then we also have our arch cap. So if you come through our arch, you think it's fucking rad and you want to remember it, we'll give you a little cap that commemorates our arch. There are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of different caps out there. Cap trading, you know, people walk in, who got caps to trade? And people are passing them out back and forth. Um, Bottle Mark is actually the company all the Wastelander used to the point where Wastelanders, they'll put like on the top of their ski with their um, website, like, hey, Wastelanders, you need to order by this day if you want it by Wasteland Weekend. Mm. And if you put in the comments section that you're going to Wasteland, they'll like witness you in their confirmation emails. They're really awesome. Casino bottle caps are a whole different story. Um, Casino bottle caps, you have to go in and you have to do something to earn them. Um, What that is, is kind of dependent. Tell a funny joke. Do something silly. One year we met a guy and we always call him teacup now because I think it was 20, I don't know, 11 or 12. I can't remember. And we walk in and he was in his boxer singing, I'm a little teapot to get caps nice. so it was really awesome that's when you walk and you see a guy with shoulder pads and his boxer singing i'm a little teapot but he got his casino cap so you go into the casino earn caps that way and then you gamble them and try to earn more and that's cool yeah uh and the, and do the gold bottle caps do they mean do do they uh are they worth like five regular bottle caps right no now? so the the bottle cap trade itself is just for fun there's okay. no actual like meaning behind okay, them that's okay. for us if you get a gold one from us i just mean you do something really bad so okay. they're the different type of bottle caps are just like the ones that everybody trades and hands out and there are other people who like i have a special limited edition cap but you have to earn it this way it's just that kind of fun little training okay. thing casinos caps are completely separate different and those are just for the casino and the casino I believe it's saturday night is when they do the auction for their bottle caps but those only work and people will barter like we come up in People are like, I have like 15 casino bottle caps for that item you want. So people try to barter them away too. All right. So how many of those situations have you had where somebody's earned a bottle cap? The gold one? The gold one. And also, uh, what's the most memorable experience you've had with that? Oh, gosh. Um, oh gosh. I want to say we've had the gold bottle caps now three years maybe. So it's mm-hmm. not, not too long. But I'd want to say we've gotten out less than 15. Less than 15. Yeah, like we really, really, really don't give them out. Um, We had really fucking rad neighbors last year who helped us tremendously with setting up our tent. And we needed a can opener and they give us a can. Like everything you could think of, they helped us out with. So they definitely got some gold bottle caps. Um, The favorite person we gave our bottle cap to, her name is Dolly. She's a doll. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, She would pass out pennies. She would meet you. And this was several years ago, but she would meet you. And she'd give you a penny with a hole punched out of it. And she'd keep all the hole punched outs of the pennies. So she's basically giving you like a piece of her. And that's her way of like remembering you. And honestly, Dolly's just a doll all the way around. She was always there to help us. She was always sweet. So we tried to give her a gold bottle cap. And she said, no, I didn't earn it. And we said, fuck, you didn't. Like, you've, you're amazing to us. Like, yeah. everything you've done. The fuck, you didn't earn your cap. And so we used to have a um, putt, putt, tuck tic-tac-toe golf game and no one ever played it so we're not even bringing it out anymore but dolly decided to play it against one of our drive blades and she fucking won that gold bottle cap and last time i saw her she still has that gold bottle cap and i still have the penny she gave me so that was really my favorite it's just she always goes above and beyond to like make you feel 
appreciated and loved and welcome. And she's just a wonderful spirit. Mm-hmm. So for her to earn that cap and to wear it proudly makes me feel really good. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, 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 uh, so I went to the bathroom cause I had to wipe my nose, but what, what was the refrigeration situation like? Like for food and stuff? Okay, so that's a really good one too. Um, I was telling Joshua while you were gone there is a camp called CCB that like bring out like a full refrigerator. But oh, they're, shit, all right. But they're, they're chefs like in chefs, real life. Yeah. Like literal real chefs. Like Judas is the most amazing chef ever and I love Judas. Judas, uh-huh. if you're listening, I love you. You're fucking rad. Um, like they will cook duck and a pig on a spit. Like everything you can think of. So they have like a full blown legit... Um, it's the exact same thing. Whatever you bring, you have. So if you have an RV, you're going to have a refrigerator. The biggest thing you're going to do is ice. So we um, we get ice daily, really. And we try not to bring too many refrigerated things because no matter how much you keep it in the shade, no matter how much you put ice on it, it's going to melt. It's a fucking desert. and <laughs> There's nothing you can do. So I mean, we do always have one small cooler. And the other thing I will recommend is either get a Yeti, which we have not invested in yet. We've talked about getting one just because we hear they're amazing. Or get a small cooler. The smaller the cooler, the better for the things that need to kept, really be kept cold and refrigerated because mm. it's going to not have so much to cool down in your ice. It's going to be a little bit better. But we try a lot of the time not to bring refrigerated things. But we will do one thing I suggest to everyone is we have one big water dispenser that we use. So we bring out you know, like seven gallon jugs of water and we just dump it into there to make it easier. We take a bag of ice every morning and dump that in there. Because when you're hot, you don't want hot water. You want cold water. And that helps us a lot, too. So it's ice, ice, baby is going to be your best friend. And Dinky sells it. Just plan on bringing cash every morning and go get your ice run. That's what we do. Wait, so for the food, <laughs> when, you were, when you were talking about the food stuff, could you trade in bottle caps to get, like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's like you're putting on all this work. If yeah. you got, like, 100 bottle caps and you got, like, a... Peking duck fucking meal out of it. Like, that'd be fucking <laughs> no. sweet. Um, so the vendors that are actually on site only take real money. Oh, real money. Real okay. money. Yeah. Um, Judas just needs to be bribed. <laughs> okay. If he likes you and you bribe him enough, he'll he'll shoot you some food. And his world famous pudding, which I'm hoping to get last this year, because last year I walked up to his camp, he's like, You just missed the pudding, and I was like, I hate you. And I will never forgive you for this. That's I'm hoping to get your, his pudding this year. That's going to be your priority number one. I mean, I, I always go over to go find him anyway, but I need to find out. I'm going to be like, exactly what day and time are you doing pudding? Because I will be there an hour early to wait gonna, for said pudding. You're going to stand outside his camp. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me, Judas. Where is my pudding, sir? <laughs> I need my pudding. <laughs> So you had said you had a funny story about the bounty hunting. Oh, I did. Thank you for money. See, this is why. So that's why she keeps me around. I mean, it's got to be some kind of reason because I usually don't have a good reason. <laughs> Love you. So in 2013, this is actually when I met Stinky. Uh-huh. Um, in 2013, I was a little shy wayslander and I was like, "Fuck it, you know what? I want to sign up for bounty hunting because I want to meet people." Yeah. So I signed up to be hunted. Um, okay. I wanted people to come and find me. Mm. So I was a wanted girl. And really, there are people who go very elaborate with their bounty hunting, mm-hmm. um, where you have to do like multi-level missions and go through different yeah, people yeah. to get them. But the basic, 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 basic level of bounty hunting is you play Rochambeau. Oh, okay. And so that's how you would win. Play Rochambeau. Not the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't actually kill each other. <laughs> no, you play Rochambeau. And so I signed up to be hunted. And all weekend long, I had people coming up to me going, you're Sparky. I know someone looking for you. 
And I found out this person had literally gone everywhere <laughs> fucking looking for me. So I started paying people off. And I'm yeah. like, here's, you know, some casino bottle caps. Tell them to go the fucking wrong way. Like, shoo them away from me. Yeah, yeah. So that year, there was a mailman who would just walk around and was kind of a dick and would just pass out, like, letters from your family, quote unquote. And I think the letter we got was like our mom was disappointed in us because we were whores. But that was also back when we were doing the brothel. So it was just kind of a funny thing he did. And he was just smart. But he was funnier than hell. And he was actually sweet. But like his character he played was that cranky old asshole. Yeah. So I was like, he's like, I know someone looking for you. And I was like, no, you don't. Here's some bribe, sir. Tell them to go the opposite fucking direction. Did this all weekend long. I bribed my ass off. And I think it was finally Friday or Saturday. The person comes up and they found me. Oh, no. Fuck. How did you fucking find me? We Rochambeau. I lost. They, you know, got to collect my bounty and go back to the the office. I said, how did you find me? She goes, the mailman told me where you were. That son of a bitch. And I was like, well, what the fuck? So then I saw the mailman again. I said, what the fuck, dude? And he goes, she gave me a beer. Fuck your caps. Beer wins. I sold you out, you asshole. (laughs) I was like... I worked so hard all weekend long. I bribed everybody. I told everybody wrong directions, but this person was fucking relentless and they found me and the fucking mailman sold me out. Wait, so do the people uh, like that set a bounty on you, do they show a picture of you or? Yes. So the bounty hunting is going to be a little bit different this year. Um, Usually the tribe that is doing it is taking a break. It's a lot of fucking work for them. Um, but you print out a poster. They used to print them on site, but again, th- that was when the event was much, much smaller. So you're going to print out a poster of a picture of yourself. So when you go up to say, I want to collect a bounty, bless you, gazoon tight. Excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> when I collect a bounty, you're going to get a picture of that person. And like I was telling Joshua, some are very elaborate missions. You have to go here to 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 get to this person to then win the bounty, or you just Rochambeau it. So they're going to have a picture. I think I have a picture of my original mm-hmm. picture and it's horrible because I look ridiculous. <laughs> um, but there is a picture of that person that you walk around and look for and it usually has their name on there. And that's when you, the whole premise of it was to get you out there and to meet people. Right, so you right, have to walk right. around and be like, have you seen this person? Do you know who this person is affiliated with? And it gets you meeting other people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I thought it'd be, well, I think it'd be more of a challenge to go by description. Like if you stuck to wearing like one thing. Right, right. Like, and, and then people would say. Uh, I need someone with a mohawk and shoulder pads and black boots. Yeah. That would or, be everybody. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, you have some kind of colorful item. And, and I it, think I think back then it would have been easier to do that because it was so much smaller. But now with 4,000 plus people. It's, it's not worth it. It's, it's yeah. nearly impossible. <laughs> Which reminds me, there's another thing um, Outpost 364 does. It's called the uh, Facelets Merchants Trader Route or something along those lines. And forgive me if I'm butchering that name. Basically, the Facelets Merchants are all about barter. That's their big claim to fame as well. Mm-hmm. And they're Facelets Merchants. So everybody in that tribe covers their face all weekend long. The dedication is astounding. But you can become a Faceless Merchant. And the way you have to do that is you have to go to certain tribes that are preset. So we signed up again this year. We've been doing it for years. You have to come to us, attempt to barter. It doesn't have to be a full barter. If we can't come to a barter, that's fine. But it needs to be a genuine attempt at a barter. And then we sign off on your paper that you attempted to barter with us and you fill them all up. Then you can go back and you become, you get a prize, you Mm -hmm. become like a faceless merchant. Mm I actually remember one year they were doing it where the facelets merchants, um, the people on that route could get robbed. <laughs> and I had, I had this little tiny, tiny little girl coming in 
And she's like, this is my third time doing rounds. I almost get to the end and then I keep getting caught and they keep stealing everything from me. And this is all Lori promise. We're not, they're not really beating up and stealing from this girl. Um, but she kept getting like attacked by everybody who would come up to her and be like, and now you're caught start over again, which it kept her fun. Come to find out it was stinky behind the whole thing. And I was like, you're torturing this girl. And he just started laughing gleefully. I was like, that's horrible. This poor little thing has had to do this fucking thing three <laughs> separate times. Now he's like, she was an easy target. I couldn't help. Myself. <laughs> but that's another thing that if you want something to do during the day and you want an excuse to go find those different camps and those different tribes, become a faceless merchant come shop around and see what everyone else has hmm. that's pretty interesting so the faceless merchant thing so you join up and then you get to like just be part of their tribe or what no not a part of the official tribe i don't actually know exactly what happens at the end i think it's changed over the years but you can become mm-hmm. like working for them and that's how like you would earn a prize by going to enough like going oh, to all okay. of the the places that were on that list to try to barter and usually, I mean, I we, ha- I have to say, we've always had really good experiences with anybody who comes up as like a part of the faceless merchants trade route to barter with us. Yeah. We've not always made a barter, obviously, but everyone there has been really good at like at least trying to make something. And it's usually smalls, you know, they're not going to come in and be like, I want an ax for a sword, please. They're going to like, I have this little dangly, shiny piece for this little dangly, shiny piece. We're like, sure, cool. Yeah. Go yeah. on your way. You know, it doesn't have to be epically big. I guess you. What's what's the situation with um, for each tribe or clan or whatever? Uh, what are we the ha- clans now? That's weird. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, whatever. It's synonymous. there is a clan of the bolt cutters and they're fucking rad. See, there you uh, go. It means uh, the same thing. Okay, but how how does one go about like say joining the Forsaken Nation? If you guys are actually accepting people or uh, even like the other stuff, like the yeah, yeah. So. The way tribes really work is you do not, and let me, let me say this again for the newbies in the back, you don't have to be in a tribe. You can choose to be, you don't have to be. Uh-huh. There's a couple different ways. Um, you can start your own. You need at least four people and you can start your own tribe. You can call yourself, you can be out in Tent City and call yourself a tribe. You could just be a group and say, we are the so-and-sos and you're officially a tribe. To become a theme zone tribe, you have to... Um, submit an application you have to show the work and the proof that you can you're up to standards of um theme to Mm -hmm. do it um there is a facebook group i think it's called the recruiting department so when tribes are actively looking for people um oh okay so there's like a yeah there's like a whole recruiting page if tribes are actually looking for people like hey we're looking for this many people to come join us you know apply some of the bigger tribes i know do have dues like we talked about last time, that just because they have a lot to fucking pay for. Yeah. Um, we are the kind of tribe, and I don't know how many other tribes are like us. We're open to new members, but we want to meet you. So funny story how we actually met the people that we're camped with now. It was 2015, and there was a group of, I think, or three or four of us. We were camped in a spot, and then we look over, and we have neighbors directly next to us. And we were in open camping at the time. We're like, okay, cool, rad, yeah, nice yeah. to meet you guys. And then the way they turned their camp was facing us directly because they didn't want the sun to be hitting them. But then we realized like for like an hour, they're like literally staring at our camp because that's the way their camp set up. And then they walk over. They're like, we look like weirdos and assholes. Nice to meet you. Sorry. Our camp is set up next to you guys facing you. Yeah. And we wind up hanging out all weekend long. 
really really cool group of guys we all got along really well so you're you were you guys were perfect strangers to one another. 100 we'd all been going to the event for years but had never met before okay so we met in 2015 and we just wound up hanging out pretty much the entire time like They'd come over when we had breakfast or dinner. We're like, hey, we're going to go hang out here tonight. What are you guys doing? We just hung out. We we met organically. And then after that, in 2016, we're like, fuck it. Do you want to try camping together and see how it goes? And we've been together since 2016. We just all met organically. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's really the best way to do it, you know. But I know there's certain, I know like the carnival, they have um, like people who come in and like, like a, I, I don't know how to else to put it, like an apprentice, like to see if they would fit in and kind of thing. So it really yeah, kind of, yeah. it's really based tribe by tribe on like what they're looking for. Okay. Some are very, you need to live in this area because this is where we all are. You know, we're kind of spread out. We have people in Texas and Washington and California. So a lot of our communication is digital because we can't get together and do quote right, unquote yeah. build days, so to speak. Um, some people are just willing to let anybody in who's willing to work. It's really, it's based off the tribe, but if you and five of your friends are just like, fuck it, I want to be a tribe, do it. Set up a tribe, go out into Tent City, call yourself a tribe, figure out what you like, what you can do better next year, and go apply to become a theme zone tribe. Okay, I'm going to segue into something else. Yeah. So when you're driving into Wasteland Weekend, mm-hmm. are you given a map beforehand that kind of tells you where your rough area is, or is it just kind of on a first come first serve basis like one person will line up and set up a camp the next person will do it mm. and or or uh yeah are you talking about like in the actual event itself yeah the event yeah like the event so it- that's a good question too so the theme zone which we talked about is right outside the gates and inside the gates is all pre-placed so okay. that is our spot that is everyone else's spot everyone has their certain dimensions that they're allowed to have that's theirs you know no one can get into there because that's the ones that do the theme and all the crazy stuff but is so are you like given a specific designated spot yes. at a specific coordinate like yes well okay. no when we by the time we get out there they make roads and all the roads are labeled like there's like fury road and choice oh, road okay. all right. and seven sisters boulevard road, you know all of those things so okay. when like for example when i pull in because i'm probably going to be the first on site for my tribe i'll yeah. pull in on tuesday and i go to check in i have my early access pass i have my ticket i have all that I'll check in and say, hey, I'm with Forsaken Nation. I'm the first one here. Someone will drive up to me and go, okay, let me drive you to your plot of land. This is yours. Coordinate look good. Okay, you're good to go. Go ahead and start unloading. If you are not in the theme zone, it is first come, first serve. So Mm. the way that the event is set up, it's large. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, The reason why people like to get there early is because they can be closer to the gates where majority of everything's happening. Yeah. But there's plenty of space to camp and then the farthest away you can get from the event is where you're gonna have silent death and that's where it's ten PM, lights out, quiet time, you know. The people who need to work the event itself or just can't handle the noise or don't want to handle the noise. Um there's also other ways to get tickets you can volunteer. Um I think it's two eight hour shifts and it's everything from security to medical to Working the trading post, which is Wasteland's official like merch booth. Um, you can volunteer in the body shop. There's a lot. There's cleanup crew. There's setup crew. There's breakdown crew. There's a million different volunteer opportunities to get you a free ticket as well. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So you could do two eight-hour shifts of whatever it is you're going to do, <coughs> and then you you get a free yeah mm-hmm. ticket. You can get a free ticket. Mm-hmm. Do they only have like a certain number of those, or it depends on what fills up. I mean. It depends on what jobs fill up. So there's plenty, mm-hmm. but I can tell you they always, 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 always need more breakdown crew. That never fails. Mm-hmm. 
So if you ever did that, you would pay for your ticket, stay after the event to break down and clean up, and then you'll get reimbursed for your ticket. Oh, okay. Um, but if you say you do, there's only going to be a certain spot of medical needed or security needed right, yeah. or anything like that. But there's pretty much endless volunteer opportunities. It just might not be exactly what you want unless you get in there early and apply. Right. I got you. Well, what's the situation? I don't know if this has actually happened before, but are there differently able bodied people that go that they have accommodations like uh say somebody that's in a wheelchair goes to wasteland weekend mm. or do they have like accommodations for somewhat yeah so medical has a lot of accommodations for those kind of people and they have everything or even like if you're just having a mental health hard time they have like a cool calm area you can go sit and relax um i have met two different people in wheelchairs out there actually mm. fucking rad human beings one of the guys was from germany he was so fucking cool um, the roads are a lot more paved so that wheelchairs can get over it. Mm-hmm. So once you go into like the camping area itself, it's going to be that soft dirt. But when you're actually like on the roads, it's a lot more paved and gravel and they actually have a water truck come through to make so it's a lot more compact. Yeah. So people like on wheelchairs or on bikes or anything like that can get through. And then they also for uh, the porta potty situation. You will be frowned upon greatly if you use a handicap and you're not fucking handicapped. Okay. We very much need to make sure that those are accommodated for the people that actually need them yeah i have a friend out there who's actually very very ill with lots of different things and she um she calls it her get mobile so she calls it and she has like a little golf cart that she can put put herself around on so the roads are smooth enough that if you need accommodations like that they can accommodate you. and everything at wasteland weekend is usually like on on the ground floor right 99% of it there are I mean everything official is ground floor absolutely there are camps I believe that had like a tower or something can go up I have never been in one of those I don't like heights yeah yeah. but 99% of the event and everything official in the event is going to be at ground level there's nothing to climb okay cool yeah, that's that's good because I mean, shit, I could imagine how difficult that would be just to set up something that would be on like a second story of a <laughs> yeah, building. Yeah, I, I don't ever, <laughs> I don't ever go up anywhere high because I get dizzy like on a roller coaster. So no, not happening for me with ice. But yeah, it is, it is a common and as a com and I, I will preface this, I'm not going to sugarcoat it as as accommodating as a desert can be. You know, you really, if you're differently abled, as we'll call it, yeah. Um, you have to figure out what works for you. This man that I talked to who was in a wheelchair, he didn't even have an electric wheelchair. He putted himself around. And I remember offering to help him. He goes, I go to festivals all over the world, honey. He was from Germany. He goes, I go to festivals all over the world, and this is what I'm used to, and I'm okay doing it. I am strong enough to get myself through. I'm, I'm sure he is. He probably he was has. so like- fucking cool. <laughs> he was an older guy. I can picture him. The older guy, hairy as fuck, long hair, long beard, and all black leather in a wheelchair with black leather. He was so cool. Um, so you have to figure out what works for your body. I mean, even with me, I have, you know, severe scoliosis. I have psoriasis and my skin splits open. So I have to accommodate myself. Like, okay, if I have a cutting, make sure I really need to clean it well. Or yeah. if I'm lifting something heavy, I need to go, oh, my back needs to take a break. You just really have to listen to your body. But it's as accommodating as a desert can be. But I can guarantee you if you are disabled or differently abled, whatever you'd like to call, there's going to be people that are willing there to help you. So, no, <laughs> the door is not closed for anybody. It's no, so, absolutely it, not. The gates are open for Literally, every, the gates every, are open for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's, what's, what's the situation with the closing, like getting towards the end of Wasteland Weekend? What Good we- question. Okay. So... Our unofficial thing that we do in our tribe is we go super hard on Friday night. 
Friday night's the night that we like don't know our own names by the end of the night. <laughs> that's the night we just want to go fucking hard. Yeah. Um, Saturday night's a nice official night. I, it depends on the year and it depends on the weather. Usually that's the night where like the official things aren't going to be over until like three in the morning. And that's when like, the quote unquote shut up the stage. There's going to be camps partying all night long. It's really up to you. Sunday is get the fuck out day. Um, so if you are not in a placed themed zone tribe, you need to be out by noon, by 12 p.m. Um, they'll turn off the radio station at 12. They'll tell you like the events over at 12. Like you need to either be gone or show that you're very close to being gone by 12. It's mm-hmm. time to go home. The event's done. If you're a theme zone tribe, you can uh, apply to get passes to stay on site later if it's going to take you a couple days to break down. We don't do that because we can break down in a day, but we have that leeway where we don't have to leave by noon. So we're usually out of there by three or four mm. just because we have a lot to break down and a lot to pack. But Sunday is a day that like you sit around and drink a beer in the morning. That's fine. But you need to be actively like starting to pack up and get going because all of these people still have all of this stuff to pack up. And then they do major trash sweeps to make sure that we're leaving the desert exactly how we found it. You know, so it's time by noon you need to get going. So is it uh, on a voluntary basis that because uh, you know how Burning Man has that thing where it's like uh, they they all walk arm arm in arm and and pick up trash and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's the situation with like that? You know, I don't know exactly. I've never stayed late. Um, I will tell you, I can speak from theme zone type um, logistics. Ah. When you're in a theme zone, they know exactly where you are. They have it coordinated out that they know exactly where your camp was. And everyone has what they have to call a trash panda. And I'm a trash panda, so I can speak from experience with this. That means I am the person making sure that everything in our camp is gone. Okay. Every zip tie, every cigarette butt, every piece of trash, every everything is gone. And if I leave a bunch of stuff there, we're not welcome back again. Because they can say... You guys were right here. This is what your camp looks like. Fuck you. You're not coming back. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're not, or you're having to take a year off from your theme zone, you know, or like you need to work again to come back. Not necessarily banned from the event, but. Uh, You're on probation. Yeah, basically. Um, For Tent City, I don't know exactly. Um, I know that if they can figure out who you were and where you were, you're going to have a hard time coming back as well. Yeah. Um, I know that they do have people that stay after to make sure it's clean, but we're not nearly as big as Burning Man. Yeah. So it could be done very well in a day, depending on what the trash looks like. I know that there are people who stay over in their trash pandas and they'll stay for like two days after the event to make sure it's cleaned up. Now, Wasteland Weekend does own the land that they are on now. Okay. Um, They bought the land 20... 14 or 2015, they bought the land because they were renting the land from, not like renting the space for uh, the first couple of years in H Park. If you're an OG, you know what I'm talking about. Um, And now they own their land, but it's still the middle of the desert and we're still going to keep it clean and we're still not going to be dicks. You know, there are lots of wildlife out there. You need to keep it clean. We're borrowing this land from Mother Nature, basically. Um, so I know with theme zone, like I said, they're, they will come after you. Like I am the designated person. So like if we leave a bunch of trash behind, they're going to come after my ass to make sure that's cleaned up. So I go out there with a rake. I go out there and make sure our spot and even the surrounding spots around the road in front of me and 10 feet back on either side, I'm going to make sure our shit's clean. So what, 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 what would, <laughs> I love how I said that four different times. What would <laughs> I sound like a fucking Nickelodeon. Uh, I sound like a peanuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 Snoopy. 
what what will your be your recommendation for waste itself like trash yeah trash or okay uh, so from like you know a day-to-day basis and then like you know towards the end of the thing are you taking are you just having everybody throw things in garbage bags right that's a good question so one thing i like to do personally is i like to try to take out as much trash before i get there and what i mean is if i have batteries i'd like to put them in a ziploc bag so i can throw away the battery containers if i have brand new water bottles i want to cut off the plastic things that are with. I try not to bring trash out there. Yeah. If I have a new mouthwash, I'm going to bring them, take that little plastic piece off of it. If I, you know, those little things, I don't have to deal with trash out there because it makes it a lot easier. You're going to have trash out there. It's inevitable. Um, we have a bucket that sits in the middle of our camp that we throw all of our trash in. Yeah. We are a smoke friendly camp. So if someone wants to come in, we call it the butt bucket, throw it in there. And we just constantly are dumping it. Uh, whenever it gets full, we'll dump it into a trash bag, which we kind of put like behind closed doors because we don't want trash bags everywhere. Yeah. But we do have one designated space in the middle of our camp for anybody to throw their trash in. Okay. So they have dumpsters and stuff like that out there for you guys to dump shit into? Or how does I that work? I haven't heard about it this year. Um, I'll have to look more into it. But they have before where they had a large dumpster at the exit. And uh-huh. I am, I can't remember exactly how much per bag, but you can pay per bag to get a dump until the dumpster is full. Oh, okay. So you just are supposed to just pack out your own shit. Yes. Yes. Figure out. Don't. And don't. I've been seeing this all over TikTok and I can't speak for Burning Man. I'm not a burner. I would love to go to the event one year. It's on my bucket list. (laughs) Um, Don't go into California City or Edwards or any of those places and leave your shit there. Just don't do it. If you're traveling far, far distance, go find a dumpster somewhere that you can dump. Um. My tribe mates drive to Washington. I drive back to Southern California. They have a 20-hour drive. I have a three-hour drive. I take the trash. I can bring it home and dump it. It's not that big of a deal. But if you're going to have to travel far with it, figure out something ahead of time. Because mm. you're going to have to bring that shit with you. Yeah. I mean, because at least for Burning Man, they, they're kind of adamant about... Uh, not leaving anything behind. Yeah. If you look on the website, it says wasteland weekend is a leave no trace event. So they're, they're very, very much. We're just on a lot smaller scale from them, but we're very, very, very much the exact same way. What do you think the future holds for like, uh, wasteland weekend? Cause, uh, you've, I imagine you've seen this thing from the beginning, which you have, or like maybe a year or two after. Yeah. The second year it was my first year. Yeah. And then now it's well into it's what it's 10th, like 10 plus years it's been at well it. we celebrate the 10 year anniversary in 2019 so this is the events i want to say yeah i think this is the event's 13th year so how much has it scaled from way back when it's to astronomical what? okay it's absolutely astronomical like i said my first event i want to say there was three or four hundred people it was very small mm. the costumes were small the camps were small there was one or two cars you know it's the amount that it's grown has not just been in physical size, but just the amount of creativity and work. If you look at my costumes from 2011 and you look at my costumes now, I look like a completely different person. Yeah. You know, I've evolved with the event as the events evolved with me and just the amount of creativity and work that these people put into their themed camps is just mind blowing. And the amount of work people put into these themed cars and these themed mini bikes and themed bicycles really even, you know, I just keep seeing it get bigger and bigger and better and not even again physically bigger. Just what's offered is just so out of this world. And every year, I can say every year that I've gone personally, uh, I found something new that wasn't there last okay, year. Okay, cool. Like, so it, it never really, as it gets grows, boring. Yeah, yeah. it never goes no. stale. Like, I've like, never been 
going like, this is exactly how it was here, but there's always something new. You're going to have your staples that you look forward to seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be a camp or whether it be a performance or whether it be an event or whatever it is, but I've never gone one year and gone, seen that, done that. There's always something new, always something new. Well, that's cool because that means you, you have a reason to come back every year. And the people. And yeah. the people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, and I, I I am a big person where I look, um, there's the official event schedule and then they have like a Google Doc that's the unofficial event schedule that anybody can add to it. And it's like a running list of like, hey, my tribe's doing this on this day. Same thing with like the DXD board, but it's like a digital. And I look at it, I print that shit out before we go because I'm like, okay, it's Tuesday or it's, you know, Thursday at noon. I'm a little bored. Let me see who's doing what today, mm. you know, and it never changes. Like it never stops growing mm. It never stays stagnant is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Which I yeah, appreciate. It uh, doesn't get old. No. Yeah, and then, it, it's the do, same right? thing with the entertainment and the music too. Like there's some, there's a couple of bands who are like, yes, can't fucking wait to see them. I'm so glad they're back. Like attack. That's the one I have to see every single year. Then you have like the, Oh, they haven't played in a couple of years. I'm excited to see them. And then you have like the, who the fuck are these people? All right. This is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. It's never stagnant. Hmm. They do a good job of keeping the ball rolling. That's uh, I, I didn't have anything else to add besides. No, that. I mean I. <laughs> Katie literally said before there. Sparky literally said before. Oh, oh, we just do an hour or whatever. And I was like, nah, that's fine. We'll just do like twenty thirty minutes. I and have to uh, go to hour. work so, in the it's been, morning. It's, it's been a what? <laughs> it's been an hour. It's okay. been over oh, an hour, and right. I have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, but so just I a shot. Her. I am leaving. So two weeks from today, I will be in my desert home. I right two weeks from right now, like at nine o'clock, I will be. In yeah. my desert home. I, I already smelly, already dirty, <laughs> already tired. <laughs> the, the fact that you already mentioned it is already, a, it's bad because you're going to be counting down the days and it's like. I've hey. had a countdown on my phone since before a hundred days. It's just going to, it's just going to be that much longer. I can Every tell you. It's going to be infinitely Let longer. Let me see. I can tell you. I have, according to my countdown, I have 13 days, 15 hours. Oh, 13 days, 14 hours and 51 minutes. All right. Until I am out there in the glorious desert. Yeah, al- almost there. So almost there. Anyways, right. uh, well, well, when that does happen, when you come back, you got you got to tell us all the. Uh, oh yeah, that's all, all the stories and all, all the, the shenanigans. Things. That's yes. gonna be. Let's yeah. see if I pee on the rock. Oh yeah. Let's you see need, if I yeah. get my pudding. Yep. I need my pudding. Yeah. I'm not gonna try to become waste anything. As I said that last time, that's not fucking happening. Um. So yeah, let's see if I get my pudding and go pee on the rock. Those will be my two goals for this year. All right. Well, you know what? We expect a full report when, when you, I when get you my voice back. back. I, I will have no voice. It'll be gone. <laughs> I will have desert we, voice. We want the report back on Monday on In, our immediately, desk. On immediately on our desk on our desk by Monday. I'm going to stay out there for a couple more days. <laughs> Fuck well, all you. <laughs> then you will be terminated from the wasteland. <laughs> or I could just the I'll whisper into your ears and you could just do the podcast for me of what happened. That's, you just write us. Like you like, said, just write us a report and put it on our desk. Oh God, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, well, if you listen this far, thanks for listening and uh, look for the next episode, which will be when Sparky comes back. Probably the first week of October. She'll, uh, yeah, the first week of October. And she'll tell us all about the crazy shit that happened this year Woo-hoo! in the waste. Don't forget the shameless plug, dude. Well, I mean, you gave me shit this for the beginning. Do you want no, me to do it again? No, you got to do it now. <laughs> Fuck it. Fine. All right. And also, don't forget, please, <laughs> listen, I don't want to fucking beg, but God damn it. Just at least one of you idiots follow us on, on TikTok or fucking instagram at game rage magazine y'all listen 40 of you listened okay to the to the last episode 40 people listen not a single one of you followed 
I listen and I will someone You don't. I keep saying you don't count, okay? You're you're on the show. 10 years of marriage and I don't count for anything. Being on the show doesn't count. You can't. (laughs) It's like if I follow us, that doesn't count, all right? Well, you should. That's a counter. No, because that's dumb. That doesn't count, all right? It's like liking your own Facebook post. Yes, that's wrong, okay? I, I am not in agreement with that. Anyways, please, please, just one of you do that, all right? You sons of bitches. I swear to God, I'm going to fucking strangle every single one of you. Uh, anyways, yeah, so check us on the next don't one. Don't do it out of spite. <laughs> I know that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to just do it because they're negligent. They don't care. <laughs> how, about, how about this? How about this? How about this? If we get five uh-huh. new followers on TikTok or Instagram before yeah. I leave for Wayside okay. Weekend, I will make it my absolute duty to pee on that rock. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. There you De- go. Yeah. Deal. You got yourself will, a deal. It won't be like I'll try. I will make you will pee on the it fucking happen. As long as you get five <laughs> on either it, TikTok or five on Instagram. I was gonna make it ultra weird to be like, we need proof. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be providing proof. You will be able to subscribe to Sparky's OnlyFans <laughs> and you will be able to see the video. And the only video will be me peeing on this fucking on the rock. rock. That's it. <laughs> only wasteland. To, and you will pay thirteen ninety nine to see I that will take video. a selfie with the rock to prove to that I peed on the rock. How about yeah. that? <laughs> all right, with your pee streak on the on yes, the, and then I'll right. point and be like, "That's yeah. my pee." All right, okay. I will take your word for it. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Adam will not answer questions; he will just believe it. All right, all right. Well, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. That was into the waste. Thanks for listening.